You're listening to Campus Review Radio. You've also suggested in this paper that VET needs an independent funding body. So could you elaborate on that point? Well, it's not just VET. It's basically saying across the whole tertiary sector, VET on one side and higher ed on the other, we need a new framework or a new model to um, look at the long-term needs of both sectors and tertiary education as a whole and um, to coordinate uh, with the states the VET sector and to, to better manage the relationship between investment in VET and investment in higher education. The paper outlines a fairly um, uh, complex framework to do that and argues that the best way for it to be governed would be through an independent authority. Obviously, independence is very important. Well, it's sort of transparency, really. I think independence in terms of making sure that there are people with um, deep expertise involved, but uh, taking a long-term view. In the same way, I use the example of we now put our investment in infrastructure through bodies like Infrastructure Australia so that decisions are evidence-based and um, um, ultimately decisions have to be taken by, by ministers and governments. But they should do so on the basis of a, of, of a transparent and rigorous and well-argued uh, evidence base, which is why I believe um, uh, an independent body would be best to, uh, to oversee the funds model I'm proposing. Considering the National Partnership Agreement for VET expires next year and nothing seems to be really being done about it, are you confident that the federal government is listening? Well, I'm hoping it will. Um, I, I think that uh, Minister Birmingham, certainly because um, he was the Minister for VET before um, higher ed, and he's a senior minister, um, I think he has an understanding of both sectors. And what I'm hoping is that they will look at what they do in higher education reform and the renewal of the partnership agreements, or what I would hope would be much better agreements with the states, so that the states and the Commonwealth are both co-investing in debt rather than what's happening at the moment, which is that the states are disinvesting in debt, or most of them are, uh, and Commonwealth funding to debt will come next year as well. Everyone prioritises universities because universities uh, have more prestige than VET. How do we get VET onto the same levels, same perceived levels as, as universities? Well, I think strong political leadership and uh, strong industry leadership is required to do that, to point out that a lot of the jobs um, of um, the future are still going to be um, provided for, for through the VET sector. Um, and I think that um, uh, what we need is the, sort of, the same sort of commitment that governments made to VET in the early 1990s when the National Training Authority was set up and we began the process of building a national VET system. Unfortunately, all of that momentum has now been lost and it does need to be re-elevated and we need the Prime Minister and Premiers and Senior Ministers coming out very strongly just saying how important the sector is for the future of the economy and the society, which is what the Chief Executive of the Business Council said in The Australian on the uh, on the weekend. Um, and this... Um, framework and independent body you've suggested, is it similar to the old Commonwealth Tertiary Education Commission? No, not really, because um, um, it would um, it would basically operate more with policy frameworks set by government. Its primary function would be basically a financing one, advising on pricing and the distribution of resources and the details of agreements with the states and so on. It's not a fully independent policy body in the same way as um, the Tertiary Education Commission was, although some people would like to see it have those powers as well. But in my view, it should concentrate primarily on the best way to allocate the funding um, and operating within the funding parameters that government sets for it.